I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Hello and welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. We've got another world champion for you on this week's episode. But before I tell you about him, I want to tell you about Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding website and it gives talented creators the chance to get funded for their projects. And I've decided to put the best in the world with Richard Parr on Patreon, giving you the chance to give back to what we do. All you've got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash best in the world. And there you can support our show from as little as $1 a month. I think that works out at about 25 cents an episode. And you can, of course, contribute more if you'd like. And we've got different layers and different levels of patronage that you can do for our show so if you'd like to become a patron if you would like to support the best in the world with Richard Parr please head to patreon.com forward slash best in the world if you've already supported our show I thank you very very much it really really means a lot to me all right this week I am speaking to the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion and now UFC fighter Antonio Carlos Jr. Antonio was the winner of UFC's Ultimate Fighter Brazil 3. And he talks about the different transferable skills that he needs to master the different martial arts. And he also talks about how his needs to personally improve his wrestling. He talks about how he learned jiu-jitsu with Junior Dos Santos, a UFC superstar. Talks about learning to speak English and his favorite shows on Netflix. We talk about all of these different things, but one of the real eye-opening parts of this interview is when he talks about how he found meditation, and he is really open and he reveals on this podcast about how he was getting panic attacks after he lost a very close friend, and that eventually led him to meditation, a really revealing and open conversation with the UFC fighter and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion Antonio Carlos. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get to my interview this week on The Best in the World. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Uh, 
Antonio Carlos Jr., welcome to the best in the world with Richard Parr. You've had an amazing career so far and you've got even more great things to come, I'm sure. But let's start from the very beginning. Let's get a, an insight into your early life and when you first got interested in martial arts, please. Yeah, so I started in martial arts. I was around 15 years old, you know. Uh, some guys doesn't know me and Junior dos Santos. We started training together, you know. We started doing jiu-jitsu in Salvador, Bahia, in Brazil. And the next year, I started, you know, like competing in jiu-jitsu, and I got the world champion in juvenile. Uh, and then I just, I just love martial arts, you know. I love jiu-jitsu. Keep my career in jiu-jitsu until 2012. And I said to myself that 2012 would be my last, you know, last year competing jiu-jitsu and then I'm going to start training MMA. And that's what I did, you know. I just moved back to Bahia again. Start, uh, I started training boxing uh Luis Doria and Junior again. And, you know, after six years, uh, oh, six months, I did my first fight, you know. And more six Six months, I get into the ultimate fighter, you know, so it was pretty fast. <laughs> you, you said you didn't start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu until you were 15. Um, did you do any other sports before then? Oh, a lot of sports, a lot of sports. I'm so super active guy, you know, I was young and I never stopped. So <laughs> <laughs> my mom always put me in a lot of sports, you know, like soccer, basketball, uh, I used to swim. Uh, volleyball, tennis, a lot of things, man. I did a lot of things. Were you good at all of them? No, not all of them. Like, soccer was, like, the worst one playing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's strange because soccer is, like, a, you know, like a Brazilian sport. Mm. But I've I, I never been good in soccer, you know. And I, I was good swimming, you know. I was pretty good. I, I compete some, you know, some tournaments. But it's kind of... I, I get boring, you know, with swimming. Mm. I want something more, you know, that I can, you know, uh, like talk to the other guys and I don't know how to say, but more more funny, you know. Mm. So I found this in jiu-jitsu and then I just love jiu-jitsu now. Yeah, what do you think was the difference then that made you good at jiu-jitsu compared to the other sports? What what was it about the sport or about yourself that, that made you quickly become a world champion? I think uh, for sure the dedication, you know, like I was always being so so intense in everything. I was being intense, you know. Everything I do, I'm intense. So once I start training jiu-jitsu, I train like every day, you know, we start training like two times a day and I was just 15, you know, and I think, I, and I do what I love, you know, I don't just do it. I, I love what I do. You know, this is not to work for me, you know, and this is very important. I, I like, I like my Monday, my Tuesday, my Wednesday, not just the, the weekend, you know what I mean? Mm. So this is, I, I think these make me improve my game you know, and get better. Mm. It's almost as if that um, your work is, is not a job, it's your life. That's it. My work's not a job, it's my life, you know, and I, I love doing this. 
I don't want to do another thing in my life, you know. I don't imagine I'm doing, like, I'm the officer or doing whatever, you know. Uh, that's my life. I love this. Mm. So when you made the transition to mixed martial arts and, and you, like you said, you were a world champion in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then you started doing boxing, um, were there any particular processes in, in training or, or things that you knew from, okay, I got good at Brazilian jiu-jitsu because I did things this way, that you were able to then do to boxing and, and potentially other uh, martial arts things which would make you learn them faster do you understand what I mean yeah yeah I know like I have the like my my body is uh, as I always like do a lot of sports mm. you know it's easy to get the moves you know it's easy to absorb these things you know what I mean mm. so for sure it's kind of different sport because jiu-jitsu more like strength and power and boxing is more, you gotta be fast and, you know, uh, but as I said, like, as I always did a lot of sports, make it easy to, to, to understand, you know, and to improve my boxing, you know, and for sure, I count this like a good guys, you know, like Junior was with me, show me like the, how to boxing, you know, my, my coach in Louis daughter was, uh, he's a really good coach. So was, was easier you know around these guys mm. uh what level are you in in various martial arts right now you, you've mentioned jiu-jitsu you've mentioned boxing what else would you say you're pretty skilled at at the moment i, I try to improve my wrestling you know because like i'm a jiu-jitsu guy but uh to to work on my jiu-jitsu i gotta put the guy down and work my jiu-jitsu right so wrestling is a transition and it's it's very important to improve because I think the wrestling, like this game, like the, the, the grappling fight makes you tired, you know, so you got to be fluent. And I try to, to work on my wrestling, you know, the positions to get into the ground and, and work on my jiu-jitsu. So I have some, you know, like a lot of good guys here, American top team, like Steve Mako, he's our Olympic guy, uh, Kimo, and Mike Brown, a lot of good guys helped me, you know, with my wrestling. Dean Thomas, he, he used to be like a boxing jiu-jitsu guy too. So he's my head coach today. And I, I think that the, the wrestling is the, the, the transition to the jiu-jitsu. So I try to improve a lot. Mm, it's interesting. Um, recently on this podcast, I've spoken to Dan Severin and I've also spoken to Bas Rutan. And it was really interesting because Dan Severin's background was wrestling. And he said because of his background in wrestling, a little bit like you, he was able to pick up all the other disciplines and, and sports pretty quickly. But he said the wrestling was the core of his success. And it was interesting when I spoke to Bas Rutan recently, he also said that he was skilled in everything, but was weak at wrestling. He lost to, um, I think it was to Frank Shamrock. And then he was like, I'm going to get my wrestling good. And after he then just focused solely on the wrestling, he went 22 fights unbeaten. So it's 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 interesting um, to hear that from you. Of, of you're actually now doing something similar to him. So it's, it's pretty interesting. So uh, give us an idea right now then, Antonio, of what is a typical day in your life? You know, uh, every day 
I work around. I I I woke up wake up around like eight thirty. You know, go make my breakfast and stuff. Get ready. I like to meditate. You know, and I like the the gratitude meditation. You know, I always wake up and feel grateful for my life, for everything around me. You know, my family, my friends, my training, my work, my you know everything. After these, I you know take a shower, go to the gym, and I I used to train until like one thirty. You know, like what. One o'clock, twelve thirty. It depends on the day, you know. Then sometimes I go to have lunch with my friends and rest a little bit, you know, because the training is always hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go to the gym again, you know. My schedule changes sometimes because uh, it depends who I'm gonna fight, you know. So I change what, what I'm doing. Uh, usually my my morning training is is almost the same, you know. Monday is wrestling, Tuesday and Thursday spar, you know. Uh, Wednesday boxing, Friday jujitsu, and Saturday is like a uh, is a light spar, you know. Like just uh, I put the small gloves and do some moves, you know, some transitions like strike through wrestling to the ground, some things like this. Uh, I keep this train, you know, but uh, the the late train is a little different. It changes uh, depending on who we're going to fight. Hmm. Well, I'd like to talk a bit more about the meditation you mentioned. How, how long have you been doing that? And can you just give us a little bit more information in what you you mean by the gratitude meditation? Is that something you, you're, you're saying out loud? Is it something you're writing? And, and how long are you meditating for each day? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of guys doesn't know I had like a panic attack, you know, so it was a pretty hard time for me. I had this in uh, 2011, I was just 21 years old, and it was a pretty hard time, you know, so I always had to control myself, you know, and uh, know about myself, you know, try to keep calm, don't don't get stressed, so I always run you know, from stress. I I don't want to be involved in stress and, you know, and always try to look to the life, you know, as a gift, you know, the life is a gift. And, you know, we always have something to be grateful. You know, I can look to my knees and be grateful for this, you know, and uh, I think gratitude was the key to, to, to the happiness. You know, sometimes you get too involved in the stress, in the, in the rush, you know, in the, in the life, and just forget about the simple things. So I just wake up and try to be grateful about my things, you know, about what I do, uh, about my family, about my friends, you know, the people around me, my coaches, you know. So this make me, this make me feel happy, you know. This, uh, this changes my day, you know. I feel like my day is gonna be awesome, and. It's almost always like this, you know, it's always, almost always awesome day, you know, <laughs> because I, I just, I just feel grateful for this. Um, did the panic attack happen while, while fighting, while competing, Antonio? Uh, not competing. It was like, uh, at the time I lost a friend, you know, uh, he was killed in Brazil. 
and I, I, I just saw that that thing happening in front of me, you know, like, and that thing like make me, you know, make me realize how life is 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 like a, a, a like he was with me like one day before, and then out of the blue he just was was died, you know, he just died. So I said, man, how how can it happen? You know, he was he was okay like yesterday. And now he's here at the floor, bleeding, you know, that. So that I, I don't know what's happened in my life, in my brain, but I, I just start thinking about this, you know. And then I, I start having the, the panic attack and stuff. Mm. Well, it was a pretty hard time. And, and meditation was what helped you, you get through it, right? Yeah, the meditation therapy, you know, psychologist, and I, I, I had to take some medicine at the time, you know, that was important for me. Uh, and, you know, like the, my family, my friends, everybody, everybody understand me, you know, and try to help. Because it's hard to understand, like, you just think you're going to die for no reason, you know, and they said, man, come on, just relax and stuff, but it's not like this. Is is more kinko? Is your is your brain? Uh, uh, there's a serotonin. I, I, I think yeah, like serotonin, serotonin. Yeah. Yeah, serotonin. Yeah, in your brain. So it's it's not it's not the same level from the you know from usually you know. Mm. So uh, uh, I think uh, uh, you need the the medication. Sometimes. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Parr. 
More from Antonio in just a moment, but I want to say about Audible. Audible is one of the leading suppliers of audiobooks in the whole world. Yes, 180,000 titles for you to choose from, and even more than that. One of the audiobooks that I've been listening to is 10% Happier by Dan Harris. You might know him as a newsreader in the United States, and he talks about his personal journey in this book on Audible. And you can check it out for free. As part of a 30-day free trial with Audible, all you've got to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash best. There you'll get the chance to download one book for free. And you can tell me if it's any good by sending me a tweet at Richard underscore par. But that website, one more time, is audibletrial.com forward slash best. Go and check it out. You are able to download books onto your iPad, your iPhone, your Kindle or an MP3 player all with Audible. All right, let's return to the conversation with the UFC fighter, Antonio Carlos Jr. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Let's talk about your your transition to MMA, in particular Ultimate Fighter, which you, you were very successful at. How did that all come about to begin with? What happened? I always wanted to fight MMA, you know. I always see the, the UFC and stuff, and I always wanted to try that. You know, I didn't know how what, how it was going to be, you know. I just wanted to. Uh, and I, I knew some guys, you know, like Junior Dos Santos. We just tra- started training together. I was 15. He was 21 at the time. And he was the world champion, you know. So I said, man, I'm going to... I want to start doing this, you know. He said, man, come here, let's train together, you know. You can help me with the jiu-jitsu, I can help with the boxing. And I said, yeah, man, I'm going to do this. And I was leaving, I was leaving Australia at the time. He was there for some, uh, the ultimate fighter promotion, you know. And he said, yeah, man, and then we talk a lot about this. And I said, man, when I get back to Brazil, we're going to train together for sure. And then I went to you know, Salvador Bahia, he started training boxing then. And after, as I said, after six months, I did my first fight, first MMA fight. And then, like, after a month, I did my second fight. And I went with him for the, the fight with Velasquez, the third fight, you know. And I just saw in the, you know, the was going to be a, a, a the ultimate fighter show in Brazil. Mm. And it would be like a middleweight and heavyweight. And I said, yeah, man, I need to go. I I, I want to go there, you know. And, but I needed a third fight. And I had just two fights. So Luis Doria, he set up some fight for me. You know, I got my third fight. I won the third fight. I went for the uh, I went for the trials, you know, tryouts for the ultimate fighter, and I was in. I said, "No way, I'm gonna go," you know. And my first fight to get into the house, I just knocked knocked some good guy out, you know, <laughs> and was in the halfway, but I never been a halfway, so w- was pretty tough, you know. So the guys look at me and said, "Man, I thought this guy was jujitsu, you know, <laughs> but I knocked a good guy out." So well, it was an awesome time. Mm. When you got into the house, you got into the competition, did you believe that you could win it? Yeah, for sure. We, we always have to win. Yeah, we always have 
sorry, we always have to think about this. We always have to believe on, on ourselves, right? Mm. And I knew it would be hard, you know, like that is good guys, you know, really tough guys. And my way to the wasn't easy, you know. I got just I just fought like tough guys. My first fight was tough, you know. For sure, I was tense, you know, because like the guy was bigger than me. I was like what, like two ten pounds. The guy was like two forty to fifty, you know. So what <laughs> well, was hard, but you know, I tried to use my. Uh, I knew I was faster than bad guys, so I tried to use it, you know. And I, I knocked this guy in my first fight inside the house. I I knocked the other guy in eleven seconds. And I feel like confident, you know, <laughs> and I feel really confident about that, you know, all in the first round. And the third fight, the same final was with uh, Marcos Rogério. He's he's a really big and tough guy, you know. And I fought him and I submitted him. I said, man, I'm going to win this this show, you know, this show is mine. <laughs> I thought to myself, man, this show is mine. And I, I think I did a really great job, you know, fighting uh, Vito Miranda. He's like, experienced fighter, you know, uh, good striking guy. But even though I, I, I did a great job, you know, with my team, with my teammates, and we get the show. Mm. And so you won that show, and then your your first fight for UFC following that, it, it, it was a loss, it was a defeat, one of only two in your career. Um, was part of that defeat because you were... Uh, were you in any ways overconfident a bit because of your success from the Ultimate Fighter? No, uh, the fight, the, that fight, I was like, I was still even winning the the show, you know, the Ultimate Fighter. I was, I have no experience in fighting, you know, in mm. MMA, and I was in UFC, like the best fighters in the world was fighting for there. You know, and Patrick Cummins was a really great fight. He's a really great fight, you know. He's experienced and, you know, fight with tough guys. So I I, I think I just, I, I need more experience fighting, you know. And that makes me lost, you know, because I fought with good guys inside the house. But I think I need more strategy. I need more wrestling, as I said before, you know. He was a great wrestler, and I never, I, I never fought with a, a great wrestler before. You know, I always try to take the guys down. Nobody tried to take me down, you know, because they know I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. And you have no history in, in, uh, in wrestling in Brazil, right? So he did a great job, you know, and I lost. Uh, and the other reason, you know, I that wasn't my, my weight. You know, like I was fighting, like losing, uh, I was losing like five pounds to fight. You know, he was much bigger than me, stronger than me. And then I realized after that fight, I gotta go down, you know, lose some weight and go to the middleweight. And that's what I did. Mm. Um, I want to talk again a, a, a bit a bit more about your, your, your daily routine. And, and you mentioned having a little bit of sleep during the day. Um, is that easy for you to do? And uh, as you mentioned earlier, you are an active person. You like doing lots of different things. Are you someone who can just get that afternoon nap, a little bit of rest? 
Oh, no, no, I'm jealous from these guys. You know, I, I just read, try to, I, I'm addicted on Netflix, you know, I watch a lot of series, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in the middle of the day, I, I cannot sleep. It's, it's very hard to sleep in the middle of the day, you know, because mm. I'm so active. But like at the end of the day, I just, you know, close my eyes and sleep easy like this, you know. But in the middle of the day, it's like I just, at least I lay down a little bit, you know, watch some movies, some series, or, you know, read some book, you know, at least try to, you know, rest a little for the next, uh, for the next train, right? Mm. Uh, I think it's really hard to sleep, you know. Some guys go easy. I, I'm jealous of this. <laughs> <laughs> so what series should we be watching on Netflix then, Antonio? At the moment, I'm I'm watching the Sons of Anarchy. Ah, yeah. Sons of Anarchy, yeah, I'm loving this. I watch a lot of you know a lot of series, uh, a lot of series, you know, like Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, uh, Lost, uh, Orange the New Black. Everything I watch, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just watching a bit of uh, Daredevil before I I got onto this call with you. That's the way that I I, I like. I do study English, you know, I'm a Brazilian and I, uh, that's how I, 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 you know, I learn English, like watching TV and try to talk to the guys here, <laughs> but that's how I try to improve my English, you know, watching TV and series. Mm. Yeah, because you're in Florida right now and, and you mentioned you were living in Australia for a little bit. Yeah, I was in Australia, but what that what wasn't that long, you know, and... I'm always around a lot of Brazilians, you know, like I went to Australia because I, I had a friend in Australia. He's a Brazilian too. We used, to, we used to study together in Brazil, you know, and he was living in Australia at the moment. And he called me for a seminars and stuff. So I was in Australia, you know, and now I'm in Florida, but the thing is here, there's a lot of Brazilians, you know, a lot of Brazilians. Even in the American top team, there's a lot of Brazilians. So I always talk in Portuguese. So this this makes hard to you know to improve my English. So watching series is the way I found to you know uh, to practice a little more. Mm. Yeah, I think you need to force yourself outside your comfort zone a little bit more with that. And uh, not that I can say anything. I lived in in Madrid for over a year and spent my time speaking to people in English and spending my time in Irish pubs. So uh, I, I I know exactly where you're coming from there. <laughs> It's very easy to do that. Um, you, you mentioned there also about reading books. Uh, are there any particular books that you'd ever recommend anyone? Uh, no, I was just I was just reading the the Ronda Rousey book, you know, about her life and stuff. It, it's a good one, you know. And I, I like the geographies, you know. And there's a lot of good books, you know. I just read the the the. I forgot the the running guy, the same boat, you know, same yep. boat. Yeah, this guy is crazy. This guy is awesome. So I just read his book, and it was really great. Mm. It sounds like you're you're doing similar to what we do on this podcast by trying to learn from the very best, from the world champions, from the Olympic champions, to to help improve what you're doing. So that that's fantastic. Um, so you're you're on pretty a pretty good streak at the moment in in the UFC three wins um, in a row as as we speak. Um, what is your what is your current goal for the next year? 
Antonio? Yeah, you know, I I want to do. I'd like to do like two more fights this year. You know, I just get, I just ask uh, a fight with David Branch. You know, and I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. But you know, I'd like to fight with a top ten guy. You know, because uh, um, I think you know, like training streak is like it's good. You know, but uh, I'd like to get some top ten. You know, I want to go to the top. And I'd like for him, and if I win, I wanna, you know, after I win, I wanna get another guy, a good guy, because I want, I want the belt, you know. And I know I'm ready for this, you know. I know I, I have the experience I need, you know. I told you before, I need the experience, so I, now I already have, you know. I know how to fight, I know how to train, I know what to do, you know. Everybody can lose inside the cage, you know, for sure. But, you know, I, now I know what to do. And I, I know I can fight with the best guys in the world. Mm. So I want to top 10 and go to the top. Fantastic. Tell us about your nickname, Antonio, and where that came from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a friend of mine. You know, he, he's so fun guy. He likes to put a nickname in everybody. And I look at him, he has a big chin, you know. And I call him a Egyptian chin. And he said, man, it looks like a shin, look like a face, it looks like a shoe, you know, and everybody started calling me a shoe face, shoe face, and man, st stop calling me this, you know. And when you said that, I said that everybody, like, they didn't stop for sure, you know, they started calling me shoe face, and, you know, now I just, I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're happy with that nickname? I'm not happy. <laughs> but I'm... I, but I'm okay, you know. The, the good thing is nobody forgot, you know. It's like, it's, it's a fun nickname, so nobody forgot about my nickname. Exactly. Well, it's been so good to talk to you, Antonio. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Before you go, can you let us know where we can find you on social media and continue to follow your journey, please? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me for this. Uh, well, it's my pleasure. And you can find me in the social media as a cara de sapato. It's the same thing as shoe face, you know, it's in Portuguese. <laughs> cara de sapato. C-A-R-A-D-E-S-A-P-A-T-O, Junior. You know, so you're going to find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And that's it, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it again. And that's it. Let's go. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for being the best in the world. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Good stuff there with Antonio. And if you like your MMA and you like your UFC, well, you'll love some of the interviews I've done with some UFC legends. Yes, previously on The Best in the World with Richard Parr, I've spoken to Ken Shamrock. Dan Severin and Bass Rutan. They're all on the archives. They're all available at sportachino.com. They're all available at acast.com forward slash best. And they are all there on iTunes. And if you haven't already, please press the subscribe button on iTunes and give us a rating and review. If you've got a few moments, please, I'd really, really appreciate it. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Again, if you'd like to support our show, please head to patreon.com 
forward slash best in the world. But I will be back with you next week learning from another amazing sports person. Until then, have a great week. Goodbye. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 